welcome to Tipping Sacred Cows, where the proof is in the pudding, and that pudding is Cozy Shack Rice Pudding. You hear me, sponsors? Cozy Shack. It is uh, the best rice pudding ever, and the only rice pudding that I will endorse. Is there any other rice pudding? Not as far as I can tell, because that is just, that stuff is just dairy gold. I guess. Well, come on. You're going to tell me. What's better than that? Tapioca pudding. Oh, that's disgusting. What is tapioca anyway? It's just balls of nothing. It's like balls of gel. Yeah, that's disgusting. Like those, those, uh... I just those, like, if you, ever, you ever get a bubble tea? Yeah, I have got that. They suck. What, what is the charm of some... I want to I wanna drink... Not some chewy thing. I, at least if there would have been some some sort of uh, jelly in the middle or something, there there would have been something to look forward to. But it, I'm drinking this tea, and, I'm, and then I'm just chewing on gelatin. That's gross. And it's not, it's not even good gelatin. Not even like jello balls. Just like they've got a weird texture. And I want, if I'm going to have balls in my mouth, they got to be smoother than that. <laughs> Simple as that. So, uh, anyhow, uh, I'm Dave, and... I'm Steve. And, uh, yeah, you know what you tuned in for. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Well, it might be mildly interesting. So, uh, I don't know. What do you got? What should we start off with? What do you I got? Throw it out there. Well, we got current news. Um, we got the. Oh wait! Before what? we get to current news, yeah, I have a bone to pick with the Breakfast Project. What's the Breakfast Project? They're the. I'm assuming they're they're the people who. Well, I'm not assuming. It's what it said on the end of end of the commercial. But I do believe it's the Got Milk people. Oh, but, uh, Salma Hayek. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there's the commercial where. Selma Hayek runs out of milk, and she starts freaking out, and she has to run across town. She can't find milk anywhere. Even when she finds milk, the place is closed. She has to rob a milk truck guy or something. She probably just flashed some boob and got some free milk or something. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. This woman went to foreign countries and breastfed random children. Since when is shortage of milk an issue for her? <laughs> they picked the exact wrong spokesperson for this. It should have been somebody with implants who can't breastfeed, where that would be a legitimate issue. <laughs> I would have rather have seen her run around breastfeeding the kids instead of robbing trucks. Whoa, wait. <laughs> Didn't Robert, did Robert Rodriguez do that movie? Where she Was that in Desperado? Yeah, did so. she did she breastfeed anyone while helping Antonio Banderas uh, shoot people? Because that would have been different. <laughs> she used the uh, babies as human shields on each. Wow! See, see, you have one on your left side, and that would protect your heart. Spy Kids would have been way different. <laughs> I might have watched them. Kids as human shields. Kids. Uh, violence against kids in movies in, in general is kind of funny, but mostly when it's Asian kids. Yeah. 
I don't know why that is, but uh, Rumble in the Bronx, there's the, there's the, the, well, and he's crippled, so that's like, he's the triple whammy. He's a kid, he's Asian, and, and in a wheelchair. And uh, he's trying to he's trying to tell these these robbers that uh, oh yeah these robbers are looking for diamonds and they're assuming yeah. that this family has them. And he's like, my sister has diamonds. And he's oh hell yeah we're gonna go. And so they go into the room and, they're, and they find like this crappy necklace. Like, like these are these are diamonds. They're my sister's diamonds, and the dude just throws them into the kid's face. <laughs> I think the kid gets tossed around and uh, yeah, out of I the wheelchair. That. Like that's awesome. And well, hell, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is all Asian uh, Asian kid violence. At least the third act. I mean, that's why that. I think that's why that was my favorite one growing up. I think I maybe hated Asians growing up. I like the Asian kid in Goonies. Same kid. Yeah, short round and yeah, data. Yeah, the, oh, see, he yeah, was he, he was he, gadgets. He was yeah, he was way more proactive. Yeah, in in Goonies, he was like, "Hey, uh, Joe Pantoliano and Robert Davy are coming at me with that creepy lady from Throw Mama from the Train." <laughs> like, <laughs> she was pretty I, creepy. I, and I mean, yeah, he couldn't pronounce the gadgets for crap. But uh, at, Goonies was on last night, was? or was it earlier today? I don't, I don't recall. Goonies is a. I, I'm just in in a little world all itself when Goonies is on, and uh, and it was the you know rarely do you ever get to see it on cable and it's un unedited. I don't know why there should be an all Goonies network. Are there supposed to be a sequel to Goonies? I've always heard. I was thinking about about it. I don't think so, but I I, I was thinking about it as. Time went on. I was like, I think well, they'd have to do it from the same point of like the next generation or the you know, the kids. Yeah, have kids. I guess. But Corey Feldman's still doing bad movies, so <laughs> why why wouldn't he be able to do this? And I was thinking, like, you look at everybody in that movie practically. Like Josh Brolin is huge now. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought guy who gets his you know bike tires flattened ends up being the biggest star of the bunch and Corey Feldman obviously you know he had his run but and uh, well Data I guess didn't really have much of anything Chunk well (laughs) say what you will about Chunk's career but the truffle shuffle lives forever true there's there's I don't know that there's a day that goes by that I don't think about the truffle shuffle (laughs) or or sloth and hey you guys like I, I'm not sure that there's a day where some form of something from Goonies doesn't doesn't come to mind. It it really was kind of the the um, the perfect. It just sums up our childhood really. I, I mean, Corey Feldman, Cindy Lauper, and that was. If that's not the, like the quintessential '80s movie, I don't know what is. Yeah, and that Cindy Lauper video had uh, the wrestling characters in it, didn't it? Were it they in that there. one too? I think so. Yeah, Captain Lou Albano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mister Mister Rubber Bands in My Beard. Good enough. Is that the song? Goonie, the Goonies good are good yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, sadly, never showed up on an album. No. No, they should they should have re-released. She's so unusual. I mean that album's just fantastic anyway, but to make it like the greatest, you know, album reissue of all time, add the Goonies are good enough to it, and people will 
That, that song came out after. I think, I think, it, it, yeah, I think it was the next. Yeah, I think it was the next year. Or no, she's so unusual. No, Eighty-four, I think, was seashell unusual. Hard to say because stuff took a while longer. Actually, I think I have that tape back there somewhere. <laughs> I bought it on vinyl recently. <laughs> I, I you know, just for my uh, vinyl collection, it, it was a must-have. <laughs> but uh, you know the the oh even uh, Martha Plimpton, the uh, the blonde who gives uh, Corey Feldman all that shit, and uh, even she's on. Uh, She's on that Fox show. Probably got canceled. Um, oh, the Rednecks. Uh, Raising Hope. It's terrible, but oh yeah, she was she was like the mother that I I knew she was like oh and that's that's where I've seen her from. I knew she was in the A's movie for some reason, that the, and she could have still be this character, the uh, the friend that's in the bus stop and adventures and babysitting that she goes pick up. No, that was Penelope Ann Miller. Oh, okay. Penelope Ann Miller. With the glasses, uh, you can't she see. She was in uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, okay. And Carlito's Way. I Apparently, Carlito's Way is going to come up in every podcast <laughs> some way or another. Because I think, think Hector and I talked about it. <laughs> I, think, cause I think he may have mentioned something about John Leguizamo and or Luis Guzman last time. Well, there, you got to have it. That's a precedent, yeah. You have to continue with right, Carlito's well, Way in every a, podcast. It's going to be like, somehow it's going to be like to the Superman reference in every episode of Seinfeld somehow, whether you see like the, the Superman figure or something in the background, or he says something about Superman every single episode. I never knew that. <laughs> this is, see? So it's Carlito's well, Way. Wealth of information you get on this show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the one I feel, the character, or the, the actress I feel bad, bad for and the one who didn't really do anything after was uh, the redhead, Carrie Green. That girl just, she made two movies where she made out with some dude and then some inappropriately young dude or something like that because she was in Lucas. Okay. So she made out, she made, she, well, I don't know if she ever made out with, I don't think she made out with and Corey, Lucas had the with other Corey, Corey Haim. Yeah, yeah. Corey Haim. But uh, she ends up macking on Charlie Sheen, and uh, and Corey Haim, you know, gets destroyed in the football game because he's just he thinks he needs to impress her. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Goonies, she goes into that into that cave where she can't see anything. She, where she got her eyes closed, and she just, you know, she she just like makes out with Sean Astin, thinking it's Josh Brolin. Yeah. And yet, Martha Plimpton doesn't tell her. She just laughs at her. See where braces? Ha <laughs> ha you silly bitch. <laughs> so apparently, you know, the, this girl's just known as high school slut in these movies. Because not only, I mean, she, she goes, no matter what, it's age inappropriate for whatever, for whatever guy she's going after, it seems. So maybe that's why she didn't amount to anything. Typecast as age inappropriate slut. Maybe she could portray some of these uh, teachers that have the affairs with the oh, junior high students. They can make a yeah. TV special out of it. She could. Uh, she, she might be too old for that now because some of these girls were like in their twenties. You know what? I'm going to see how well she aged. And in the meantime, <laughs> why don't you you talk about uh, your current events? Oh, internet connection just died.
Oh, well. It's not really mine. It's next door. <laughs> I can't find the password to get on mine. You know you can call about that. <laughs> but, that's true. So what do you think of all these tornadoes? That's that's in the news. Well, as long as they Kentucky, as long as they keep wiping out those trailers in those in those areas, I'm for them. Um, doesn't really seem. Oh, I'm looking at yeah. Look, no real houses were affected. There were deaths in Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Indiana. And also Ohio and Southern Illinois. All right, I feel bad about the Ohioans. They're, uh, Ohio is not such a bad place. Their collateral damage is uh, how I look at it. This was this was nature's smart bomb, and uh, they found the non-smart areas of the country and decided to to wipe out some folk. Alabama's had it coming for a long time. Were they not the yeah, they. Yeah. What was I just? Um, somebody had just posted something online where they were the last. They were the last state to allow um, mixed mixed race marriages, and this was like you know less than this was you know maybe fifty or sixty years ago. Yeah. Obviously, and they were definitely the last ones. And uh, and now they're up in arms about some sort of gay marriage thing. It's just like, you know, nobody's clamoring to get to Alabama, okay? You guys should be more accommodating. Because what do you got going for you, really? Uh, the Gulf Shores. The, you got the... Yeah, to better, to the better to drown yourself after having to live in Alabama, I guess. Don't tell me about bodies of water that you can get to from other places. You don't have to be in Alabama to go there. Tell me something specific and unique to Alabama that would make somebody want to go there. Hmm. If you like warmer climates. Again, I can go to any number of places. If you... I could go to Mississippi. It's true. Why I would go there. Go Louisiana. Uh, yeah, Louisiana, there may be some... Are there still dead bodies floating there? Somewhere, maybe. I'll take my chances. I'll take that over uh, racist inbreeders. Well, I'm sure they're not all that way. No, law of averages does say that not everyone in Alabama could be some sort of uh, uh, sexual deviant or, (laughs) you know, be it sister fucker or pig fucker. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just really not possible that they all be that way, because then it's then you get into just you know, hills have eyes territory. Yeah, if they're all sister fuckers and big fuckers, you just well, well they don't have to be both. You'd have population go down drastically because you're not going to have any babies fucking pigs, and I don't know. Eventually, you'd have chunk retarded looking kids and deformed kids from. The generations of inbreeding, so they eventually die out. So you would you'd have this territory that. <laughs> but isn't that, but isn't that why the state is bad? Like maybe this has been happening. Maybe that. Well, you see, that's the thing. What, 
<laughs> Didn't you have that, that plan for a figure called Alabama Man? Or was that in no, that, Live? Oh No, that was South Park. Oh, South Park? If only I came up with Alabama Man. Although, <laughs> my, Alabama, my Alabama Man was not just going to be a wife beater. I mean, he would have... I mean, he would have... <coughs> he would have been a sister fucker. No yeah. doubt. Just based on what... My experience with people from Alabama... Um, it's not pretty, but uh, yeah, I'm sort of you know sort of going back to the reason they were chosen by nature to be wiped out. Um, Is this going to your nature segment now? No, no, okay, no, no, I don't think we'll do that. Spoiler, um, not doing it. <laughs> um, a lot of stuff on the on the table today. A lot of a lot of stuff on you know that we have to get to. So I'm just going to end the sort of yeah. uh, topic of Alabama anyway. And, uh, just with, you know, yeah, they were, you know, the re- it's just, it's it's a, it may be the, well, Mississippi's right up there too, but it may, it's definitely top three most racist state in the union. I mean. How, and, do, you, how do you figure that? How do I figure that? Yeah. Well, when they are by far the last to allow different yeah. mix, you know, or mixed race marriages, uh, and is that? I mean, they were also the last one to allow uh, a black man to go to college there. That's true. And it's a history. It's it's not like it's just oh, that place is just a couple bad apples. No, I mean it. Because ra- the, racism happens through, uh, you know, it, it's it's passed down. It's through ignorance. It's just it's to think that they're subhuman. And and in, in general, when you when all you all your your most important uh, thing you learn about is you know being a God fearing human being, and, and it's like how they they're so wrapped up in Christianity that they don't even get what the purpose of it is. Of Christianity itself, yeah. That's a story for another day. Christianity bad, but uh, but I mean, it just it pisses me off when when people hide behind it, like well there are no. There's like the argument there are no black people in the Bible. I mean, I'm fairly certain there were. I don't know, but you know, just they betray betray one of the three wise men as black, don't they? Uh, Usually, coming from Africa, I think. Oh. Uh, see, it's one guy. <laughs> he was the token black guy. <laughs> at the <laughs> token black guy at the manger. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I bet they were pissed about affirmative action even then. Um. All right, so enough about Alabama's racist tendencies. Um, you. I don't care about tornadoes, but if as long as okay. they, as long as they're going to, you know, take out people's homes that don't deserve them, I'm I'm all for it. But uh, we can talk about uh, Rush Limbaugh apologizing after a slut comment to a who's a university student. Was was isn't she the she's the head of some group? No. Third-year law student testified before Democrats in favor of President Barack Obama's new rule requiring employers to offer health insurance plans that cover birth control. Well, I, I, so she's a law what, student. what I, 
what I read that uh, that Limbaugh was said that because she wanted she wanted her university to to cover um, birth like on campus birth control and uh, and that's why he called her a slut. I'm not defending Rush Limbaugh. I just want to get context here, mm-hmm. where nothing that man says should be taken seriously ever. First of all, because I mean, even in in his apology, it's, he basically says, "Don't take me seriously." <laughs> like I, yeah, I'm a blowhard for blowhard's sake. I'm like, well, you certainly are. Why? I mean, after the oxy thing, I still can't believe he has a job. He had to be put into a medically induced coma to come off a withdrawal from that Oxycontin. That's funny. I thought he was just addicted to being a racist ass. But he, I, uh, I guess that does tie in with what we were talking about. He does. He does talk about tougher charges on people that that use street drugs uh, to be in prison longer terms, even just for marijuana. But it looks to me like prescription drugs are even. As dangerous as street drugs are not. Da- Nobody's died from drink, uh, smoking marijuana. We well, have, they might have, but not directly. Not directly. Maybe secondary causes. I mean, those commercials tell us that you can kill other people while driving smoking pot. <laughs> oh, wow, the danger! Like, who who knew that that uh, fast food munchy trips were going to lead to death of children? But look at all the deaths related to prescription drugs. I mean, we're not even getting into alcohol-related deaths, which, I mean, that just wipes out everything. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you're t- I mean not just not just <clears throat> dr- drunk drivers, but liver disease, and well, it's. I don't understand why they don't just legalize marijuana already. It's. I mean, I no, I understand why, but it doesn't hold water to me. Why well, you understand why? What's the reason? Because the government can't make anything on it. Exactly. They, anytime they have a war on something like war on drugs, there's monies to be made on both sides. The the knows we've been having the war on drugs for how many decades now? Have we made any progress? <laughs> no, because we're not meant to. There was the war on, on liquor during prohibition, and that just drove up the price. It, it drove up the price. You had families. Uh, gangster families, and we're not just talking about Italian. They they gave the Italians a bad name. They yes, thank you. They went after stick the, up for them. They no, no they did. They went after the Italian. The Italians got too big for their britches, and the government went after them and left the wasps alone. Like the the, the Kennedy family had alcohol uh, runs. The Bushes were in it, like Prescott Bush. The I guess the last Bush is President uh, Bush's grandfather and the first presidents. Right, father. So you have all these, along with uh, Rockefeller. So, so, so I'm so I'm guessing timeline that would be Joe Kennedy then. Yeah, Joe Kennedy. Not not the first son that died. No, I know Joe Senior. In, yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Senior. Uh, well, the guy who masterminded getting his his sons into politics in the first place. He yeah. he he wanted to be president himself, <laughs> and it just wasn't ever going to happen. So he groomed his son. But they also make money in the prisons. Some of these are, are corporate run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they want and they want to talk about prison overcrowding. We have I got an idea. The statistic is now that we are the most 
imprisoned uh, country of all countries. And we not the most populated. I mean, China has how many billion? Right. Is it more than a billion? About a billion? A billion in India. And yet, with 300 million, we are the most imprisoned society. Wait. No, I just started doing the math. Like, You're saying China alone has a billion? I'm pretty sure, yeah. So they're a quarter of the world's population? Or... You know, so maybe twenty percent. We are now they estimate about seven billion people. Oh, now. It's seven. Yeah, so about. Wow, one my seven. math is way off because <laughs> uh, last I heard it was like four billion people. <clears throat> I blame those Chinese people for procreating. There's too many of them already. We can we can segue into the the Oprah thing if you wanted, or we could. <laughs> oh, you know, um, you. You are, are the Tipping Sacred Cow's unofficial uh, research department, specifically for the um, the segment that we are about to hear now. That's retarded. Before we get to the actual segment, um, what do you think of Tim Tebow's fire? I think it's great. I mean, John Parr trying to prove he's relevant. Changed four words in his song. Changed uh, Elmo's fire to Tim Tebow's fire, and then he changed. Uh, all I need is a. What's the original line there? Gonna be your man in motion. Gonna be your man in motion. Gonna be your, I don't know, some man of steel. I don't know. Um, all I need is my something. Change that to Broncos team. I fucking hate the Broncos. I always have. But anyhow, so uh, what do you have for that's retarded this week? For that's retarded, I got a uh, article out of. Looks like it's from the Twin Cities. The title is called "Wisconsin Sisters Accused of Sexually Assaulting Man with Pliers." And forcing him to drink his own urine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> According to this article, it says Valerie M. Bartley and Amanda L. Johnson, both of Somerset, are charged with felony counts, second degree of sexual assault by force and misdemeanor counts of battery and criminal damage to property. Uh, the felony has a maximum Ooh, penalty of 25, and property. 25 years in prison. Each are skilled to make their initial court appearances April 12th. According to the records, an eight-year-old man told police... A what? Eighteen-year-old? Man, yeah, so he's... Okay. One was in her 20s and one was 17. Well, one is underage. Uh, so he... <clears throat> the sister punched and kicked this, this gentleman, and he... Uh, and the latter one put one of the men's shoes in the toilet and soaked the other <laughs> in the sink. <laughs> it's not the, apparently the shoes were big. Apparently they couldn't fit both in the toilet. No the matter sink. what, them shoes are getting all wet. <laughs> They don't want to put all their eggs in one basket. Apparently, they had to soak the man's shoe in the toilet and the sink. The man, you know, they could have just filled up the bathtub and dropped them both in there. <laughs> that would have been, might have been. Well, then they would have the brightest for, bulbs. In the then they would have had to wait for the bathtub to fill up and. <laughs> all right. Didn't have that kind of time. The man said the sisters later brought him a cup of liquid that he thought was lemonade and 
<laughs> well, I take it back. The urine was from the guy. It was from the sisters. Oh, that's it's way less cool now. Because I mean, like, <laughs> you will pee in this cup. <laughs> then later on, you will drink it. Yeah, so it was lemonade and forced him to drink it. It was. Why a, would he think it's lemonade? It, it was urine from the sisters. It's, I mean. I mean, they, yeah, they, these, they these the chicks beat them. the shit out of you, <laughs> took your shoes. Oh, you know what? Uh, sorry about that. Just thought you might want a refreshing, warm lemonade. The man said the sisters later forced him to undress, saying the one wanted to have sex with him. The underage one, or do we know? It doesn't say. Um, and then the one sister reportedly pulled and twisted the man's penis with pliers, while Johnson <laughs> threatened with him with a belt. The man said... <laughs> Wait. I love that part of the su- the sentence where twisted his penis with pliers, then Johnson. <laughs> the man said, "I scale one to ten, with ten being the worst penny he'd ever experienced. That incident was a ten. Johnson Lee ripped the man's t-shirt to the point at which it would not stay on his body. Oh yeah, that's a big problem. <laughs> Johnson reportedly called the that man uh, October twenty seventh and threatened him, saying he would tell the authorities he smoked marijuana October first. <laughs> The man denied smoking marijuana. But said Barkley and Johnson did. Well, I guess that kind of... Well, there you go. That's, that's why it should be still be illegal, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> My, like, okay, so... Okay, they kick the shit out of him. Let's recap. We, we should. They kick the shit out of him. Get, take where, his shoes, put him in, in the sink. Let's and, go back. Let's go back to where, where this this guy, this eighteen year old, should have said no. Okay, so <laughs> let's recap. First, they punched and kicked him. Okay, they took his shoes, put one in the toilet, one in the sink. Okay, that's the first thing that happened. After that happened, they brought him a cup of liquid, which is that they said was lemonade. He's he's got to he be the it. dumbest dude on the face of the earth. <laughs> Having to be urine. After that incident, after he found out it was urine, the one says he wants to have sex. She wants to have sex. With okay, him. so he, he takes obviously you're you're uh, obviously you're sincere. <laughs> they then twisted his penis with pliers and threatened him with a belt, and they finally ripped his shirt off. Yeah, you know they probably could have just left that part out. Like, oh, ripped his shirt so bad it wouldn't stay on. Guess what? I just drank piss and had my dick yanked with pliers. I give a shit about a shirt at this point. <laughs> Here's some of the comments. You know, you have comments after the, this is an online article. Ah. This one woman says, "Thank God for the picture of the pliers at the bottom." It was really, I was really having a hard time picturing the whole situation, but that cleared it right up. Uh, so people know what what the picture of the pliers looks like. Uh, what what is, site is this? What uh? <laughs> the one guy says. In, repl- in, re- in reply to the article, says the 18 year old man is mentally retarded. The story also mentioned that you need to stop these extremely. Mean- <laughs> you should have stopped it way earlier. It must well, be something so, bad with them. So something what, bad with them. Yeah. What what website is this? This is twins com. I guess it's like a Pioneer Press. It must be like the Twins. I'm guessing right. St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, so there you go, folks. You yeah. can you can check out the picture of the pliers in question. Or is it even the those same pliers, or is it just pliers so that people know what pliers look like? It's just a picture of pliers. <laughs> it's not the pliers that twisted the guy's penis. It's just uh, random pliers. Uh, why didn't they just draw a diagram of what they did? <laughs> they should have just just drawn a really crude, like almost Charles Schultzian sketch. <laughs> I want a sketch of like where the where the shoes were. This one's in the sink. This one's in. The here's toilet. a here's a blueprint of where this guy's shit is, and then and then show a 
Well, they show they show also show the mug shots of the girls. First of all, and believe me, the when one I, is smiling. And believe me when I'm saying I'm not overly picky, but I'm not having sex with either one of those. They are scary. Yes, they are. I mean, even the one that's smiling is almost scarier. Which is the one that? Uh, I, no, you know what? I don't even want to know which one is the one that did the deed with the pliers. I guess it's this one with the one with no emotion. Yeah, no affect at all. <laughs> Motionless. This one has a smile. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I'm willing to bet she the she's the younger one. Yeah. Because yeah, the other one looks like she actually looks like a hardened criminal. Do we have time to go any other articles? Or you just want to end uh, this section. Well, that one didn't. Uh, just yeah, go ahead. What, what what else is retarded? Well, we also have a incident where this happened in San Francisco. Um, apparently, a, a large naked woman was stomping on cars in the Noah Valley. A woman described as heavyset and naked except for her shoes was pulled off a J Church line on Tuesday morning while cops and medical personnel were evaluating her near the intersection of 24th and Church. She threw off a blanket that had Wait, been... Wait, she was in Church? And Church, uh, I think that's the name of the street. Oh, okay. And... <laughs> like, there's just a naked woman in Church? <laughs> she threw off a blanket that had been wrapped around her, walked up to the hood of one man's car, and stomped on his windshield. And they have a picture of the guy's windshield. Uh, yeah, that's pretty fucked. The man, John Knight, described the crazy woman about 250 pounds and she had a lot of explaining to do to his insurance company. Michael Knight would never have let that happen. <laughs> Kit, Kit would have electrocuted that bitch the second her foot went, went, went on the hood. Michael, you have a uh, fat ass approaching at 12 o'clock. <laughs> Michael Gargantuan Broad is about to step on the car, is about to step on your hood. What's that, Mr. Feeney? <laughs> They asked if the car was on a side street or in a parking lot. I told them no. A naked woman just got on my hood and stopped on it. They really didn't, really didn't know what to make of it. The woman was hospitalized, but does not seem to be uh, have anything wrong. Knight says really? he won't press charges because, well, she's unhinged. There's a picture of uh, apparently somebody was in their home. It looks like a small San Francisco street. They took it with their iPhone. You can see the iPhone in the reflection, but you just see. The, well, she. I mean. We wouldn't describe her as obese, but she is happy. She, yeah, she's. I mean, it's certainly not a flattering picture, mostly for the fact that she's, she's just in gym shoes and she's and she is naked climbing a car. Um, the uh, the website for this is sfist dot com. <laughs> Stinkfist. No, it's uh, S, at the San Francisco. I think it's SF must stand for San Francisco. I. Guess SF Ist, yeah. It, it's well, it reads S Fist just the same. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I mean, seriously, I, I wonder what I do wonder what I want. I wonder if they, uh, you see the um, the progressive commercials now with the guy who you know wraps his car around the pole and cries that he didn't have the that he dropped them or whatever. I don't know if it's progressive, or maybe that's um. At Allstate? No, Allstate's State Farm. <laughs> uh, th- all, this would be if it was Allstate. Mayhem looks way different now. Like, oh yeah, the mayhem. Yeah, That's what I was saying. Mayhem, yeah. like me. No, that is not like <laughs> anything. <laughs> and that she does. I mean, she's not as big as Martha Dump Truck from Heather's, but 
I mean, she, her stride is almost like she's, like, jogging. Yeah, she must have just run up onto it. And like, then, like, she's got hair in her face, so maybe she doesn't even see that the car is there. She's just like, I was going to walk here, and it doesn't matter what's in my way. And the man in the driver's seat, you know, the car's being smashed. Yeah, what do you do? He looks like he's in shock. He's like... Well, wouldn't you be? He doesn't know what to make out of it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to know it what It throws that... you completely off guard. You don't see that in, like, driver's ed classes. You're something, you're, yeah, those, it's not the, something you prepare for. And those insurance <laughs> calls are... Uh, are usually recorded for quality insurance you think they you think they listen to that afterwards and they're like you'll never fucking believe what i just heard a guy just called and said a fat woman just <laughs> just stomped on his windshield yeah they probably replayed that one and then the like, and then you know as soon as this story came out a bunch of people who had their their uh windshield smashed were like oh yeah me too uh, fat woman stepped on my car too no, you just live in a bad neighborhood. Like like all the people in Oakland who are regularly <laughs> getting their windows smashed are like, oh, yeah, totally, fat woman just jumped up on my, uh, on my car. Uh, not my fault. Don't raise my rates. Oh, that's disgusting still. Yeah. com, folks. Um, well, speaking of fat ladies, it's time to, yep. to, to tip... A sacred cow. Last week we sort I and we didn't really say it as much as we were not last week. I act like I do this every week. If I had if I had the time maybe I would. But uh but last show we you know, we ragged on Star Wars and how I don't ever need to watch it or talk about it ever again, so I'm not going to. But so that was kind of the first sacred cow we tipped. Now the sacred cow more resembles a cow. Uh, and this week it is Oprah Winfrey, folks. So um, I'm sure there's no shortage of people who have a a uh, pretty uh, intense dislike of her. And uh, and Steve, I'm guessing you are one of them. No, don't, don't no, you don't have an intense dislike. I don't really care for her. I don't know if it's an intense dislike, but. Well, I was always, I was always curious as to what, how does this woman have just a legion of followers? What are her damn qualifications? It's like a cult. It's like a. I think there was a Saturday Night Live skit where they had somebody playing Oprah and they had the women fawning all over her and <laughs> crying at the sight of her. No way, it's like that. Oh yeah. Uh, so I did a little research as to uh, just her background and how her rise to cult leader prominence and uh first fact is her birth birth certificate actually reads orpa (laughs) o-r-p-a-h gail winfrey her idiot family didn't even know how to pronounce it so they called her oprah instead uh orpa is actually um it's a a name from the bible oh yeah and uh her her tarred family members couldn't say it properly you mean you Oprah's easier to say than Orpa. Well, maybe she would, they were just ignorant because they didn't have the lack of education. Yeah, but even they know Bible down there. Anyhow. So where was she we're, we're down, yeah, sadly I didn't even write that. It, it was definitely in the South. It wasn't in Alabama, was it? It may have been. Um, and feel free to look that up while I... Okay. But, um, 
working in local media. Maybe she was born in Nashville then because uh, she was the youngest news anchor and first black female news anchor at Nashville's WLAC-TV. She moved to Baltimore in 1976 to co-anchor the 6 o'clock news. She was then co-host of um, that station's local talk show. Get this. What? It was called People Are Talking. Imagine that. Yeah. And that's August 1978. She also hosted the local version of Dial- Dialing for Dollars. What's that? I had never heard of that. Um so I looked that up too. <laughs> Dialing for dollars consisted of a host announcing a password, not the game password, like the, mm-hmm. the game show host or game show password. That might have been more entertaining. Um, but they, the host announces, in this case Oprah, announces the password to the audience at the beginning of the program and then randomly selects a phone number from a bowl or drum. They... Once the you know they take the, the number out and they call it, if the viewer was watching the show, they would know what they were know that they were being called, answer the phone with the correct password, and would win a monetary prize. All I could think of was Bozo Bucket's at home player, and I guess Regis like and it. Kelly sort of do something like that too. But she was born in Mississippi, not Alabama. Well, there you go, another. That other in that top three of most racist states. 1954, the same year as Topeka versus Kansas versus Brown. Um, gender female. See there. Supposed to be Orpa. Yeah. Now, they do have her sexual orientation as straight here on. Uh, oh, well, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, well, after being a de facto bozo on this show. <laughs> Uh, she relocated to Chicago, hosting WLS-TV's AM Chicago. First episode aired on January 2nd, 1984. Within, yep. mo- within months, the show went from last place in the ratings to overtaking Donahue as the highest-rated talk show in Chicago. Anyone who remembers Donahue, um, it was pretty much Maury Povich, I would guess. Before, well, I guess that's a little more outlandish. I guess it wasn't as confrontational as Maury Povich or Jerry Springer, but it had equally insane premise, premises um, for their episodes. Um, AM Chicago was renamed the Oprah Winfrey Show, expanded to a full hour and broadcast nationally. 86. Yeah, September 86. Uh, in the early years, the program was classified as tabloid talk. Mid-90s, she then adopted a less tabloid-oriented format, hosting shows on a broad, on broader topics such as heart disease, geopolitics, spirituality, and meditation, interviewing celebrities on social issues they were directly involved with, such as cancer, charity work, they were involved with cancer, or substance abuse, abuse and hosting televised giveaways. And... I'm sure all those people who won those cars and had to pay the taxes on them are fucking thrilled still. Yeah. What were they, Pontiac G6s or something? I guess she eventually got around to paying the taxes on them, but (laughs) still, that was kind of a shitty thing to do. Like, congratulations, here's a car. Hey, could we have not just had some money? Because now we're really up shit's creek with this car. Um, 
Outside of the talk show, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress Golden Globe for The Color Purple. Good movie, but really not because of her. Dare I say Whoopi Goldberg, tour de force. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also produced and co-starred in the 1989 drama miniseries The Women of Brewster Place, as well as the short-lived spinoff Brewster Place. And that is completely unrelated to Punky Brewster, which was, I'm sure, a far superior show. (laughs) As well as hosting and appearing on television shows, Winfrey co-founded the women's cable television network Oxygen. Thank you, because Lifetime wasn't enough. Isn't that the one just called O? It's no. just called O. Oh, is, it, is that what it's called now? I think so. Because of, well, Oxygen was a thing. Yeah. I, don't, I can't keep up with it. The, thing, the, the one she's got now is called like the <clears throat> OWN or something like that. Oprah Winfrey Network. Maybe or it. Own. Yeah, that's right. Or Own is in I Own Your Ass. Um, so per- where does she make Harpo Studios? Which is her oh, I don't backwards. want to talk about that anymore. I don't want to talk about her uh, professionally anymore. We're going to get to the personal shit right now. Let's go. Winfrey has stated she was molested by her cousin, her uncle, and a family friend starting when she was nine years old. Something she first claimed to her viewers. So wait, you're saying Oprah's an uncle fucker? And a cousin fucker and family friend fucker. She's the triple H, triple F. Um... She mentioned on a 1986 episode of her TV show, uh, she discussed the alleged abuse with family members at age 24, but they refused to accept what she said. She also commented that she had chosen not to be a mother because she had not been mothered well. So based on that paragraph, these just sound like excuses for being a lesbian, stripper, or porn star. Well, since she's... Lesbian, I guess it is. Yeah. And that's why, uh, you know, and she's pissed off at Kitty Kelly for revealing that in, in her biography. Kitty Kelly, not a, you know, not a not a slouch in the biography department. I mean, this is a woman who's, you know, done pieces on presidents, kings. and You really think she's scared of Oprah? I mean, I guess sort of a queen in her own damn right, but, you know. Um, but which brings us, in lesbianism, whatever, brings us to the book club. Um, of, I mean, I guess her heart may be in the right place when she's not just looking to line her coffer, but... The book club is just really an egregious offense to those who actually read. Um, And she knows all she has to do is say the title of a book and her automatons will just flock to stores and pick it up. Yep. Uh, The first 30 of those books were actually did seem sort of geared to her audience. And right there, kind of female or, you know, African-American, you know, uh, prominent and but then it's like she just got lazy, and I mean, if she if she read them at all, if she, if she did read them all, half of them she probably read in her twenties after because they the club had gone defunct. Which, being someone who worked at a bookstore, I was like, yeah, 
I don't want to, no more damn Oprah recommendations because we either run out of them or it just gives people a license to steal. Because that's what happened to me with a lot of, a lot of her books. We had to start keeping them behind the counter because people were stealing them. Jeez. Uh, I guess people are just under control of uh, Winfrey's powers, Oprah Winfrey's powers. I mean, people would steal to get what she says you should read. We, yeah, we we need to feel her power. We need to be closer to her. And um, it says but, it says here that the diehard fans say she's not merely entertained, but she helps her viewers deal with life. What I I you know. I can be pretty easily entertained. Yeah. I've never found anything she's ever done in remotely entertaining. The only show of hers that I ever watched from beginning to end was she had like a three-hour special with Prince. And and she was in his house. Nobody gets in Prince's house. So I thought, that's fascinating. Have you uh, applied anything she's talked about to your life to help you deal with your life? <laughs> well, as, as I'm not a woman, say. it really doesn't work for me. I would guess. Yeah. I, I don't want to take her advice. I mean, this is the woman who brought us Phil McGraw. And who the hell... Dr. Oz, right? Yeah, I think to a lesser extent. She may have mentioned him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But the McGraw thing, that guy is a crackpot. He's... He, He's been married how many times, and he wants to talk about relationship advice. Well, if you don't first, you don't succeed. Try, try again, and that's how I learn from my mistakes, and I can pass it along to you. Well, <laughs> well, thanks, walrus mustache, but I don't need it. Your your kind of advice, I don't want. Um, back to the book club, really quick. Yeah, which. Um, you know, it went defunct for a little while, and then when she brought it back, the first book was John Steinbeck's East of Eden. Mm-hmm. And it just threw me for a loop. And then as as it went on, it was almost all classic books. So we really... I mean, do we really need her to tell people to read... Tale of Two Cities or Night? Uh, no. You're reading those in literature classes in school, generally. And maybe she realizes that the majority of her audience doesn't have a high school degree and would never have been exposed to, you know, Tolstoy otherwise. I always, like, envisioned her typical audience being a stay-at-home mom living in Naperville or something. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Class. I'm not saying this is this is a a, a, ra- a racial thing. Like they're yeah they're. It's I'm all, talking about more class. It's all. It's all it, I'm talking about class and But it's all race. stay. It's all stay at home women. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a race thing. It's a gender thing. I guess it is a gender. Yeah, it could be. Um, but you know, I tried to read Toni Morrison, who I believe at least five of those of her book club books are Toni Morrison. Her prose is in a word insufferable uh i tried to read this book paradise it talked for three pages about a crack in the pavement at the conclusion of this description i picked up the book and threw it across the room 
and said, this is why nobody wants to make this a newer movie, because it would be seven <laughs> hours of, of zoom-ins on, on, on pavements or flowers or just some sort of insignificant thing. Just, I mean, flowery, I guess, is the other word. Just There's only so much you really need to describe. You don't, I mean, you're not... I mean, I would pity the person who had to who had to make that a new movie, or or a comic book adaptation. <laughs> it sounds like it just got too descriptive. The only Toni Morrison book that I read was the I think the Bluest Eyes, the Bluest, the Bluest Eyes. Eye. Yeah, that was on the list. And it was uh, this was back in high school. From I remember, it was pretty good. <coughs> I don't recall like the, how descriptive she got in it. Um, that I believe that one actually was uh, what was it? it was, I remember that one. I, I believe is some sort of um, <coughs> be a Pulitzer Prize for literature or something okay. like that. That's the thing too. That's what bugged me most is that is that these morons would come in and say, "Do you have that new book by Toni Morrison? Be it Beloved or Sula or Bluest Eye?" And yeah. I'm like, beloved is 20 years old, you half-wit. Are you not paying attention? <laughs> new my ass. What's new to them? New, I don't care. New I mean, oh, do you have that new book by John Steinbeck? I'm like, oh, well, that'd be pretty difficult, being as he's been dead for quite a while. Or, uh, I, I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird's on there. Every person... You don't have to have made it through high school to read To Kill a Mockingbird. They give you that, like, first day of high school. You just had to show up. <laughs> I mean, that it's just... I, I wonder if there were anybody who jumped off when, like, it was Tolstoy time. Like, oh, hell with this. <laughs> it's too damn long. Did anyone abandon Oprah then? Man, this this was really not as much hatred and vitriol as I would have liked towards her. I was hoping you were going to provide some some uh, some anger bits. Well, because you because you said you had not you had nothing good to say about her. So tell me some of the not good things. Well, some of the not good things. She's part of the billionaires for eugenics movement, which is bent on the depopulation of the planet by various means. And this is far more egregious than giving people cars and yeah, not uh, yeah. giving them the money to pay the taxes. It says on May fifth, two thousand nine, this is this is this was written in last May, May two thousand eleven. And this is from the Intel Hub dot com, yeah. Okay. You can find other if you just Google it. You could find out other other sites that probably talk about so, the yeah, yeah, explain the... So it includes David Rockefeller, Bill Gates, Ted Turner. We all know who those right. those people are. Oprah Winfrey, Warren Buffett, George Soros, who is in charge of Media Matters, uh, Eli Broad, Meter, Peter J. Peterson, I don't know who that is. PJP. Um, you know him? No. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg, you know who that is. Yeah. And a few other billionaires secretly met in the Manhattan residence of Sir Paul Nurse, the president of Rockefeller University. The Sir meeting, Paul Nurse? Yeah. Okay. The meeting was eerily similar to another meeting that took place January 20th, 1942, in Wansey, a Berlin suburb. 
In the Wannsee Conference, some high-ranking Nazi officials, led by the SS Uber Group Gruppenführer Reinhard Heydrich, that was awesome. Say say that again. SS Uber Gruppenführer Reinhard Heydrich dispassionately awesome. discussed the more efficient methods to carry out the final solution to the Jewish question. Through your... ah, the final solution. <laughs> well, that's what they called it. Though European Jews were the main targets for elimination, other groups, especially Slavs, uh, Romani, and mentally ill and or physically disabled Germans were also persecuted and murdered. The total death toll is an estimated between 12 and 26 million. As expected, the U.S. mainstream media was very careful not to inform the American people about the billionaires meeting in Manhattan, but some of the details eventually were known. Quoting an anonymous person who attended the meeting, a major U.K. newspaper reported that a consensus emerged that they would back a, tr- a strategy in which population growth would be tackled as a potential disastrous environmental, social, and industrial threat. According to other sources, billionaires who attended the secret meeting convened on the initiative of Bill Gates, uh, giving credibility to the fact that Gates has made similar points at a conference he attended February 18, 2010 in Long Beach, California. Uh, official He's got to fill his time. Yeah, Bill Gates, he, he's... Uh, he now is a big part of Monsanto with the uh, GMO that they, they make, which is uh, basically making a lot of people infertile and causes, the studies have shown, uh, it also causes liver failure and other organ failure after several explain generations. To, explain to people what GMO... Uh, genetic modified organism, so you could have GM corn. In fact, uh, a lot of corn now is genetically modified. And the thing about this is it cross-pollinates with the normal corn and changes the genetics of that next generation of corn so that uh, Monsanto will go to the other, let's say there's a farmer that has his own corn and it it gets infected by this GM corn. Monsanto can do a test and find out that it has the genetic DNA of the GM corn. And since that is patented, they can sue the farmer even though he didn't directly plant it. But there's a larger issue... Yeah, the, the genetic modification of said uh, corn um, is purely for uh, mass production. Yes, and they want to also have the seeds terminate after a season, so you have to keep going back to them where you can't just, so they control the food supply. That's nice of them. Um, well, Bill Gates is... is Bill Gates' father actually was the first guy that had Planned Parenthood, too, which is for abortions. So it's in the family. <laughs> well, any kid of his should be aborted. But But the media... Because, I mean, that dude, ugly. But the, <laughs> the media just portrays these people as philanthropists and humanitarians, but they, they seek f- to... Instead, they're philodenders. <laughs> instead, they seek to kill people. Um, so they, they're... The elite have always been concerned about population, even in the 1800s, 1700s. They said it would never be able to sustain 1 billion people, never be able, you know, and actually our population is going down because at least the Western population it wasn't for the immigration. Our country would be dwindling in numbers because after the baby boom, not everyone had kids, and now the, the typical family is like, what, two kids, if that. So it is, it is going down. Um, but he's th- he, uh, Bill Gates says, but with charitable initiatives such as better reproductive health care, such as making you sterile and abortions, we can cap that at about 8 billion people. Translated into plain English, this means Mr. Gates is planning to participate in killing more than a billion human beings. 
Also by his own hand, if necessary. Also present at the meeting in Manhattan was media czar Ted Turner, billionaire founder of CNN, who stated in a 1996 interview in a Nature magazine where he said in a... <laughs> in a Nature magazine? Yeah. Okay. He said that a 95% reduction in world population between 225 to 300 million would be ideal. Okay, so that's roughly the, the just the entire pla- uh, population of the United States as the whole world population. I'm a little confused as to why a Nature magazine would be talking to him in the first place. <laughs> in a 2000... He does strike me as like a lunatic <laughs> who's just out there hunting with, with, with Ted Nugent. He's like, uh, he's just like, I'm, I'm the best and fuck you all, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but your Turner Broadcast, <clears throat> Broadcasting Station or whatever, which is really just, they should just change it to the TPS, which so the, is Tyler Perry Station. So he is from Atlanta, right? That's where he's he lives. There's a... Uh, that's the like, home of TB, of Turner Network, now, like CNN. And, ever hear of the Georgia Stone? No. Okay, it's a stone that says how they're going to reduce the world population. It's like a monolithic stone. It happens to be in Georgia. Let me let me look for it here. It's probably in Ted, Ted now, Turner's now, house. Now, they, now I'm thinking about it. It's in Georgia. He's from Atlanta. What He may have donated the money for it. Um, All right, yeah, this doesn't, this just sounds weird. Are you, are you saying that this is like, like a giant tablet that's been scrawled with some grand design? And is it decreed by Ted Turner? Georgia Guy Stones. No, that's not. Georgia Gall Stones. Uh, Georgia Stone here. That's what it looks like. That is huge. That's like... But it's in different yeah. languages. Oh. That looks like something at the... There you go. The Georgia guy. It looks like a war memorial. Oh, jeez. It's, it's a friggin'... They, they made Stonehenge. I'll, I'll read it. The origin of the strange monument is shrouded in mystery because no one knows the true identity of the man or men who commissioned the construction. All is known for certain is that in June 1979, a well-dressed, articulate stranger visited the office at Albert's Tin Granite Fishing Company announced that he wanted to build an edifice to transmit a message to mankind. He identified himself as R.C. Christian, <laughs> but soon became apparent that he was not his real name. No kidding. He said that he represented a group of men who wanted to offer direction to humanity, but to date, almost two decades later, no one knows who R.C. Christian really was. He was the head of R.C. Cola. Several things are apparent. The message is engraved in the Georgia Guidestones deal with four major fields, governance and establishment of world government, population reproduction control, the environment and man's relationship to nature and spirituality. Who knew something so organized could be in Georgia? Here, here are the message on the Guidestones. Maintain humanity under 500... Million. Thousand. No, 500 million? Yes. Or is that 5 million? That's 500 million. Take away... Well, we only have 7 billion people. We're not even close to 500 million. I think that well, number is We can is get wrong. there. I think guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity, unite humanity... Oh, well, wait. Improve fitness and diversity... That's why Jane Fonda had the had the exercise tape. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule. Failure in, there, by the way. Yeah. Well, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. 
Avoid petty laws and useless officials. <laughs> We're way, not there. Yeah, way off on Balance personal one. rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. This doesn't sound so bad. Except for the killing seven billion people part. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Limiting, limiting, limiting the population of the earth to 500 million. See? Oh, 500 million. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. I was thinking billion. Yeah. 500 million would require an ex- extermination of nine-tenths of the world people. The American Stonehenge references establish a world court for shadows a current move to create an international criminal court and world government. Yeah. Reflects the current effort to replace Judeo-Christian beliefs with a new spirituality. Well, that might not be so bad. The rest of the American Stonehenge also foreshadowed the current drive for sustainable development. Uh, you should also substitute the term socialism if, to be able to understand what, what is intended. For Again, no, no, socialism so bad. Yes, it is because it, it always it's there to bring everybody down. Into well, I already feel like shit, so everybody should have nah. to suffer. Funnel money to the elite. It, well, nah. they, they, they're in their high-tech reservations. We're all running around for it, like, in these several countries. They want to bring the United States and, and all the uh, European countries, the industrial countries, they, they want, like, a post-industrial world where they're on their high-tech reservations. Everyone else is dead or enslaved. How do you respond to... The uh, thought that you might be a crackpot. <laughs> I'm asking you. Oh, me? Yeah. Because obviously, you spent a lot of time uh, looking for. I don't know what exactly. Um, I mean, I did watch that movie, The American Dream, that, yeah. you, that you sent me. I enjoyed it for its entertainment value, and mm-hmm. it is, you know, informative. I took you know, the historical aspects, you know, to heart. But, you know, obviously it's difficult to... It it would... It's difficult to believe that there is some grand conspiracy for for a lot of people, whereas other people are, you know, totally, (laughs) like, you... Yeah, uh want to believe the conspiracy because the reality is even more unfathomable um it's just kind of like a you know exam examining examining a case or crime or whatever based on facts and coming to a logical conclusion Mm -hmm. not having a conclusion that and then sort of you know using the facts as you like to get to 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 support to support your conclusion um and i think in a way it's almost comforting to think that there might be a grand conspiracy because that would just mean it's out of it was almost out of our hands they talk about it in in their books and they're so arrogant that they think that nobody's gonna well people it's meant for, you know, the elite, but it gets out there. So, I mean, they talk about it. They've been playing in the 60s and 70s, and some of the steps they've taken have come true. For instance? Um, Obviously not that getting rid of useless officials thing. Well, there's... Because uh, it seems like most of them are useless. They have these round tra- table groups, such as the Council of Foreign Relations, um, also known as CFR, that... 
um, elite belong to along with some of the politicians that do their bidding. And then you have other groups ahead of, ahead of them, like the Bilderberg Group. I was waiting for the Bilderbergers. Why? I don't know why. I just knew. I, 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 if you weren't going to say the word, I was because it's a fun word. Why? Bilderberger? That's fun. <laughs> it's like Bilderberger, like Bilderberg. Bilderberger. Yeah, I mean, most places have that on their menu now, the build your own burger. That's not why. I just think phonetically, Bilderberger sounds, sounds cool. So for for decades they've been studying humanity and looking for ways to uh, create influence and to socially engineer them, to degrade them, to uh, indoctrinate them through the by nationalizing the education system, um, passing laws that are uniform throughout the the first world, and you're seeing that through the UN. They control the media, so they can spin things in their direction. Is this why I'm not allowed to online you know, have online piracy anymore? <laughs> well, the, you, you see that there's censorship going on. Well, that's been going on. Yeah, but now they're trying to get to the web. Can't stop the signal, Steve. If there's anything, if there's anything the movie Serenity taught us, is you can't stop the signal. And that, once again, Nathan Fillion is awesome. There's uh, um, a big news of Brinsky. He's a globalist, but he, he had a book in the 70s talking about the tenocracy and the one world government. And tenocracy? Yeah. Break that one down. Um, they would consider themselves technocrats. Uh, I was going to say, because tenocracy yeah. doesn't sound like anything. It sounds like they built a society on... Tim. Well, they they want to implode everything. Like te- technocracy would be a better sounding or more applicable name, I would think. They've created monopolies through financial institutions, basically the mega banks. The governments do the bidding to the, the mega banks and corporations. And um, so they built these monopolies. They control the currency so they could also control the economies. They control the resources, the corporations, through, including food and oil. So if they want to bring it down, they can. They want to make most people dependent as possible. As we speak, our uh, our gas prices are other. I mean, they're not quite mm-hmm. out of hand. I mean, they were worse a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, so what? What is there? I mean, well, they they want a third world war because that would uh, cause a distraction as they continue to implode and you're going to see our economy start failing more and you'll start seeing more. But isn't historically, well, I guess not. Well, the, not obviously the current war that we're well, we, in. Well, we, we came uh, with the Central Bank in 1913 and since then we had the, the first two world wars. We didn't, we didn't have any conflicts. Remember in that movie Woodrow Wilson uh, signed that help sign that act, the Federal Reserve Act. So we're coming up on the 100th year charter now, hmm. next year, so it'll be interesting. But there's a movement to try to federalize it or try to see where all this money is going. We didn't have income taxes until 1913. Yeah, we could do without those. But, I mean, they, they set up plans in the 60s to move our industry to China, because China was controlled. They play both sides off each other. 
the Hegelian, the Hegelian dialectic, I think it's called. This is turning into a real downer. I wasn't really, I really didn't think we were going to quite get it as in depth. Yeah. I kind of, I knew the word Bilderberger was going to come out. You did? And I swear, if, I, if you didn't say it, I was going to. How did you know about it? Uh, you've never actually mentioned it to me specifically by that name. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, you, you referred to it as the Illuminati, and I had heard it elsewhere referred to as, as Bilderbergers. Personally, I like Bilderbergers better just because Illuminati makes me think of those lunatic, uh, you know, Catholic extremists. And the last thing we want is... An- All right, enough Bilderberger talk. This is, uh, we've taken this podcast to a grinding halt. We need, we need to pick me up. What All right. Do, what do you got? Well, we got a article here from a website called opposingviews.com. A hate crime? Lesbians beat up a gay man. Three women accused of being a gay, up a gay man at a Boston train station say they should not be charged with a hate crime because they are lesbians. That's fair. The Daily Mail reports that 21-year-old Erica Stroud and her 18-year-old sister Felicia and Lynn, Lydia Stratford... 20, beat up the man last Sunday, punching and kicking him and breaking his nose. That's with all these women being enough <laughs> being men. This other I, I think you you have some sort of web search engine that's uh, like BDSM. Uh, <laughs> Apparently. But, um, you know, they have a point. You, you can't very well uh, arrest them for it being a hate crime. I mean, it's assault, sure. But... Um, I, I think the... Re- all you do have to say is assault. You know, I, I don't understand this hate crime. You just say what it is. I mean, it, it's a crime of malice. It doesn't matter it's for if it's because of race or sexual preference. I or don't think you actually because of economic means like you're stealing. I don't think that that's a it's a chargeable thing necessarily. I don't think you can charge them with a hate crime. It is what it is. Yeah, but it, you can. But it's still called a hate crime. Yeah, like I, it's not like they're they go before a judge and they're like, oh well. Here's your charge of hate crime. No, because that's an all-encompassing thing. I mean, that whether you kill somebody or just, you know, spit in their face, it's still a hate crime. The prosecutor said the attack was motivated as a crime because of his sexual orientation, since the three women called him an insulting homophobic slur. <laughs> well. I'm guessing it, it was fag. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I don't know what I don't know lesbian vernacular personally. Do you think that's hypocritical of them being lesbians to Well not necessarily because they're kind of the complete opposites if you think about it. I mean Yeah, they're both gay, but that means they have even they have even less in common when you think about it. Because they like the complete opposite thing. They like themselves. Hey guys, why would they even? Why would they want to be around lesbians? They offer nothing. Obviously, they've chosen the uh, the companionship of other men. What do they want lesbians for? Yeah, I guess we can chalk this up as uh, since we didn't do the uh, our other regular segment, this would be gay stuff no one likes. There's a segment called Gay Stuff Nobody Likes. No, there's the gay stuff we like. Oh. We didn't do that. So okay. this is gay stuff nobody likes. Gay, gay things where no one wins, maybe. 
Is there anything more to that? That's it? Um, it says... They claim that the victim was the aggressor and used racial slurs against them. He was provoking them, according to so wait the the attorney for the victim. So what are what are their nationalities or what are they? Their ethnic makeup. Yes. It doesn't say in this. So apparently they're. This different. is a poorly written article. Yeah. There's some important details. details yeah. Because if they're all white and he's calling them like you know, spick or something, that's. So I guess they're just totally opposite. They would. They like different genders, and apparently they're different races. Gay people who don't like each other. How about that? Call it that. So it, this yeah, this is a poorly written article. It's kind of ambiguous. It doesn't tell you what the reasoning was that they started beating him up. Is it? And it's definitely not as cool as we thought, just based on the uh, based on the headline. Nobody's drinking piss. <laughs> nobody's nobody's getting tricked you know thinking he's gonna get nookie and then instead you know gets his dick <laughs> clamped with pliers yeah seems like we should have started with this and gone got to the Wisconsin sisters yeah oh well, that gonna make me think twice about going to the Dells ever again think of it <laughs> Don't take that wrong turn. Wrong turn, exactly. This brings us back to the Alabama people. That movie Wrong Turn, kind of like Hills Have Eyes, a bunch of crazy inbred rednecks coming out, of, coming out of the woodwork and just raping and killing random passers-by. The good old boys. Not, not the, not the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Those are different good old boys. You know what? That's how we go out. Yeah. Just the good old boys, never meaning no harm. What are the rest of the lyrics? I don't know. I can find it. Coming out of the woods and gonna rape you up the butts. Because <laughs> it's what I do. Dude's acting gay. The only way we know how. All that slurping and sucking with a cock in your mouth. <laughs> ah, we don't really need the lyrics. I think that about uh, that puts the up. exclamation point on a moderately successful podcast. Um, once again, I am Dave. I'm Steve. And we will tip more cows later. Damn it. Still got to get better at that. But, oh, here it is.